0: Blood TALK RADIO Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Exberto Williams. This is the progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, conservative, or otherwise, you get to air your point of view. Remember, you can also send me a tweet to E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S, that is, at Egberto Williams. Let us engage. It is politics. Done right. One, two, three, four. Well, well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. Thank you so kindly for spending this whole hour with me, or whatever time you can spend with me. I hope you participate. Please do remember that this is also a call-in show. So after we do the blog of the week, we will act, uh, we'll take calls at eight at 2495 Again, that telephone number is six four six nine two nine. 2495. I forgot to put it in the beginning of the show, but I'll do so when I get a chance to do, uh, to do so. Now, folks, um, I, I saw a, a Rand. There's this, there's this guy who I like to watch on YouTube. This guy, um, he calls himself the liberal redneck. And uh, he's a, I think he's a comedian. He's a very, actually, he's a very insightful comedian. And he's a liberal who goes out there and talks a whole lot about why people are voting, why they're not voting, why they're crazy, or all these other things. And he, and he had an interest in rent, and I have it linked in, my, uh, in, the, in the image for, or rather in the post for this show for you to take a look at. I urge you to listen to what he had to say because it is, uh, it, it, it is actually insightful, but I want to, be, to differ a bit because unlike the, what he is saying, which is for all practical purposes, Uh, Let's give up on the Trump voter uh, because it's likely that they're not going to do the Daily Coast. There are a whole lot of other other liberal blog sites that are pretty much saying the same. I think that is fatal. I think it is completely fatal for us to believe that as progressives, we can somehow disregard any group whatsoever. I think what it's going to take is hard work, difficult work. But more than that, it's going to take us a lot of times biting our pride. Biting our self-righteousness and biting that we know it. Look, we know we're right. That's not what we're talking about here. But being right is not enough in politics. Winning is what is important in politics. And you can only win in politics if people start to trust you so that they'll listen to what you have to say, whether they agree with you in public or not. But when they go back to the secrecy of that ballot box, that they will vote for you. So what I'm trying to tell people all over the place is, nope, let's do not forget about the Trump voter. Nope, let's don't forget about all those people a lot of times we look at with disdain. We have a lot of work to do, folks. Look, the name of the show today is Let's Explore the Liberal Redneck's Most Recent Rant about the Trump voter. And it starts this way. The liberal redneck has all but given up the Trump voter. In many ways, uh, he echoes much of the conversation at liberal and progressive websites like Daily Coast, which I'm a a contributing editor there, and others. Many progressives continue to talk about base elections. We just need to get our base out. My contention is deeper than that. It is true there is voter suppression, But it also is true there are systemic reasons why people vote against their own interests. And I think all of you have to agree with me with that. And uh, Margaret, completely agree. Thank you, Margaret. Sigmund Grazer, also what is important is character and behavior. I hear you, my friend. Teresa Wells Morgan, I agree with you. Thank you very much for the agreement. Spread the word. By the way, for all of those that are listening to this show, please do remember the way we are going to get our message out, the way we are going to go beyond and above establishments of both parties. Is for us to go out there and spread these types of shows so people don't only hear what's canned so that people don't only hear the things that they want you to know remember one of the problems with this election one of the reasons we lost this election is that we took both sides took our people for granted not just Republicans but Democrats alike uh, I'm not going to really litigate what happened in 2016 the only reason to look back at 2016 is to make sure we don't screw up again as we did in 2016. And what I'm saying right now is our friends that didn't vote with us are not deplorables. Our friends that this didn't vote with us, I kindly say, most respectfully, they were uninformed. And it is your job, it is my job, it is our job to make sure that these people do not stay in the state that they're in. If you really talk about uh, liberals caring for people, you know, a lot of times that's what we say, right? We are the ones who care. We're the one who wants to provide services to people. We are the ones who want to lift them up. Well, lift them, lifting somebody up doesn't only mean lifting them up from being poor or lifting them up from being uh, in, in some dire straits. It also means lifting them up from mental incapacity or from mental, uh, for, from from being uh, deprived, from being uh, misinformed, from being indoctrinated. That is all our job. That's a part of our job if we care about people. We know they're going to come back with us and how they're going to come back with us fighting. They're going to come back with us insulting. They're going to come back with us calling us lip tars. They're going to come back to us calling us snowflakes. You name it. Liberals are strong and we can handle all those things, as we move on. We're not going to change everybody. We don't have to change everybody. We just need to change enough to win. And as we win and we produce results, then we talk about holding on. When President Obama won, the one failure that Obama had was not allowing OFA to turn into the liberal bastion it should have been. He didn't turn that mechanism into something that grew the liberal base, and that was by design by the establishment of the Democratic Party. Because don't be fooled, the the left, the Democrats, are not in general by name as liberal or as progressive as one would think. Many of them are themselves in the hands of the plutocracy. Many of them are in the hands of the corporatocracy, the oligarchy, whatever you want to take it, So it is up to us as individuals, as citizens, journalists, and all these groups to get out there, put the message out in many different ways. And that's why I ask all folks listening to these videos, share them, because we come over and over this particular show from our new listeners, uh, Politics Done Right is done in two places. We do it on Facebook Live on on, uh, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Central and on Sundays at 12 p.m. Uh, 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 12 p.m. Central, but we are on air 90.1 KPFT 90.1 FM in Houston every Thursday at three o'clock. So you can listen to it on air. So largest, uh, it's the largest progressive station, a Pacifica network station here in uh, Houston that gets the entire Southeast Texas going. We want you to visit this station KPFT.org as well. Continue. What are your thoughts? We're going to read the blog of the week right now. We want to know, though, what are your thoughts? Do you? We want you to be a part of the show. We want you to call uh, that number again. I forgot the number. The number again is uh, 646-929-2495. I'll be taking calls after the blog of the week. You can always call in now uh, while you're waiting to get on air. You'll be, uh, you'll, you'll be able to uh, hear the show as well. Now, I tell you what, folks, do you know what time it is? It's time for the weekly blog post. Okay, okay. The title of the blog post is "The Liberal Redneck to Trump vote To the Trump voter, what is it gonna take, y'all? That's how he. collected the name that he gave it. And anybody who hasn't heard of the liberal redneck, just go to to uh, YouTube. Find this guy. He has a lot of good material out there. I really like it. It's funny. I call him my uh, my southern. He's my southern John Stewart. Anyhow, the liberal redneck shares a belief by many other liberals and progressives that Republicans, the Trump voter, should have caved on Trump support by now. But he even gives a reason why that will never happen. But I beg to differ with that. Excuse me. Some excuse, uh, if you listen to the video, you know my brother, uh, my, my southern brother there is pretty graphic. Anyhow, liberals and progressives simply cannot believe that the Trump voter and Republicans continue to stick with Donald Trump even as he proves incompetent on the job. He's not the only one saying that. The liberal, uh, the liberal redneck is not the only one saying that. Uh, Daily Coast Link, the, uh, the author called Link, wrote the piece titled Break In You Will Never Win Over the Republican Base on the Issues. Never, Link wrote. I disagree with that, but let's, let me tell you what he wrote. He said the following. Literally, never. Tired. Doesn't work. They hate you. And like all these hate-motivated, they are going to hate everything about you. They hate your dog. They hate your friends. They hate your concern. You care. your care. And most importantly, they hate your issues. For eight years, the GOP has rallied its base on issues that almost entirely defeat the long-term, and even short-term interests of their base. They did this, for the most part, by playing on fear and fear of the other. They have turned every single nice person we put up in front of them with great command of issues into demons for their base. Every single one. The socialist Pocahontas, the Kenyan, the reaper of Benghazi, and all of those. All of that, that that Link is saying is absolutely true. But You don't run because that's the way Trey Crowder is great. You're correct, Teresa Wells Morgan. Absolutely so. Anyhow, that is not all dissimilar from what the liberal redneck Trey Crowder is saying. He said the following. Sometimes it seems like they hate us more than they love their country, man, said the liberal redneck. Some of these people, I swear... I really believe they would let Donald Trump burn their effing house down if the liberal next door had to choke on the smoke for 15 minutes. And that's a goddamn shame, he said. Yes, conservatives hate us. They also fear us. I don't know why, but they do. They think we intend to take away something they never had, so value or values they think are more in line with goodness— when the converse is true, we know their values are no better than ours. Actually, to put it bluntly, their values many times turns out to, the, to be pretty darn evil. Example, AHCA. Example, Concerned more about a fetus than a human being and making sure they're successful in life. We can go on and on and show that the conservative fallacy is just that, a fallacy. But the discipline that the GOP has had in the implementation of a false narrative necessary to execute the Powell Manifesto. Read my blog because I speak about the Powell Manifesto, which is a genesis of all of what you see the right wing doing. The Powell Manifesto. Folks, please do remember to share this video, uh, these shows as you go along. It is very important that we get these messages out. Anyhow... Uh, Repeating that sentence, but the discipline that the GOP has had in the implementation of a false narrative necessary to execute the Powell Manifesto have been successful. Yes, they have been successful. They never let up. They go from false scandal to false scandal to keep those who follow them in a state of alarm, in a state of fear, in a state of chaos. That's by design. Those are psychological pointers or psychological points that they need to keep their people on. If you, want, if you turn to Fox News and notice they're always pissed off, they're always mad, that is because if you are in a state of being always mad and pissed off, you can't think straight, and you think all these people are constantly against you. How do you break that? We'll talk about that. Anyhow, I have been to many conservative and Tea Party gatherings, and I tell you what, I've, uh, of all these tea party gatherings and these uh, these conservative gatherings I'll tell you straight up this dude here has been treated very 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 well okay i know many times they're trying to prove a point that they can look at me and say oh we 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 just want to show you how we really are we know better but i play along with the game i go to these functions and i i engage i talk to people because that is what is really going to be necessary i can go to any any conservative or tea party event around here i can walk in and nobody's going to try to throw me out because i don't go in there to make a scene i go in there to engage and have a conversation anyhow their leaders use every let, let me repeat that paragraph i have been to many conservative and tea party gatherings their leaders use every opportunity to keep their base primed they inject the narrative that makes liberals look like some strange being that is damaging to them behavior occurs in churches the chamber of commerce meetings you name it and by the way while while i was I was actually the uh, the president of the Kingwood area democrats for a while and a member of the uh, the the uh, chamber of commerce out here and i tell you what you, you, you go to these places you hear all the the you hear all the undertones you hear all the subliminal messages That you find uh, to to really continue to keep that fear of the other, that fear of the other, that fear of the liberal, that fear of the progressive continuing. This behavior occurs in churches, chamber of commerces, meetings, you you name it. The behavior is not practiced in the aggregate by liberals and progressives. In other words, we don't go out there 24-7 to prime our base. We're not walking the streets, we're not going into the churches all of the time pushing the messages, letting people know what we really stand for. You go ahead and compare if you doubt me. You can pull it up. Get the Republican platform. Get the Democratic platform. They're vastly different. And one of them said, I stand for humanity. I stand for people. I stand for going on and doing things for humans. As a humanist myself, I mean, it it fits me just perfectly but we don't do two things as progressives progressives do not or rather democrats establishment democrats do not live up to the tenet of their own platform progressives continue to attempt to get democrats establishment democrats to live up to that tenet they have not and partially that is partially responsible for the lack of faith, our own base, if you want to call it our own base, have with Democrats, which says, well, who the hell cares? Nobody cares. Therefore, I'll get screwed by Trump just as much as I'll get screwed by anybody else. Why the hell not try Trump? That was one that I, I, I'm, I'm getting off of my blog of the week for a particular reason here, because I just said something that kind of that got me uh, thinking. When Trump went ahead to a black community and said, what have you got to lose? You know, all the liberal, the progressive intelligentsia were on TV saying, oh, no, that he, he really steps in it there now. You know, he's really talking down and including a lot of the black intelligentsia that you, that you find on TV that think these are folks that have never gone into the areas, the stressed areas of black communities, but they are the ones who are speaking about black communities i mean i'm i'm guilt, just as guilty as well i don't necessarily partake in the in 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 regions that i probably should be exploring more but i do communicate and i do engage with these folks whether online whether uh on through my other radio shows etc but a lot of these folks they do not go ahead and engage with these people that they are so talking about so they were saying oh trump made this huge mistake when he said why the hell not try Trump? And you know what? Sad to say, I didn't. I voted for Hillary Clinton. That was the pragmatic choice. I was a Bernie delegate who, after it, everything went clean, I decided to go and support Hillary Clinton. And I didn't give Hillary Clinton tacit support or partial support. I gave Hillary Clinton the full support of my shows, my blogs, Everything, because what you have to realize is this is politics. Hillary doesn't care about you. Bernie doesn't care about you. Trump doesn't care about you. This is politics. You are just a commodity within the entire system, and what you care about is policy. You don't care about personalities. You care about policy. What is going to make your life better? You come together, and you make the best choice at the time that you have to make the best choice. That's what we did. That is what we should all be doing. But anyhow, what did the black intelligentsia, what the progressive intelligentsia think about Trump when he said that? Oh, he done stepped in it now. Well, no, he didn't. He actually got more votes from, from black men than I think the other, than, than, than uh, Romney got. And I, I, I don't want to wager this, but I also think, Bush, I, <clears throat> I am sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong there. But the idea is this. If you walk into any black community, and I tell you what I did on my show, I had a whole lot of folks calling and saying, I am black, and I'm supporting Trump. And the reason why is not that I think Trump is a nice guy. It's not that I don't think Trump is a racist, sexist, misogynist pig. But it is because what the hell do I have to lose? These guys that love me so much. Had done that. Now, I I knew better. Many of you knew better. You didn't make that mistake because we knew we, we were that guy was an empty suit with absolutely no values. We knew that. We knew that. But what I'm saying is the narrative worked. So we have to be careful with what we're doing. But anyway, continuing to finish the blog up. Uh, it goes as follows. And I want to make sure and, and get informed. I think the liberal redneck second point is also very important. And what was the, the liberal's redneck second point? The second thing is human nature, said Crowder. Nobody likes to admit they were wrong. I'm at the stage in my life now where I, I admit I'm wrong all the time. I love admitting when I'm wrong because I look at it as lear- not only a learning proposition for myself, but for all the people who made the same mistakes that I've made. Correcting my mistake aids their. And that is what it's all about. There's a certain amount of uh, of character strength that you have to build up to not have the fear of saying, hey, if you teach me something, I'm going to change my mind. And I don't have a problem. I'm not embarrassed because I was wrong. Because guess what? That's the definition of humanity. Anyway, continuing, my friends. The above is true. But when people believe it is about their survival, they throw everything out the door and vote for survival. I want to stress that. Yes, it is true that people don't like to be wrong, but when it's about their survival, when it is about surviving, they do care. And people will do some strange things when it is time to do that. Anyway, continuing. During the Obama campaign, this exchange with a canvasser and a racist written in salon.com is probative. And I wanna show you how people think. Even the folks that you consider those deplorables, right? I don't consider them deplorables, let me just tell you that. Hey, any deplorables listening to me? I'm not really thinking you're that way. Share the darn video and let's all educate ourselves together and let's do what's right for not only our, our own personal economies, but for our countries. This is what it says. This is, what, this is a piece of the article that was in, in Salon Magazine. Sean Quinn, of, and this was during the Obama election. I, I just want to show you guys exactly the, the, the kind of psychology that goes on in people's heads. That no matter what happens, even though we talk about people voting about their, against their own interests, they vote against their own interests out of ignorance. However, if informed, they don't. And here's how we go. Sean Quinn of Poland site uh, 538, respected for his obsessiveness and irrepresence, recently posted a hair-raising story about a pair of Barack Obama supporters. Quinn seems ready to verify its source, but only after the election. At any rate, it goes like this. And here's the story. A man canvassing for Obama in western Pennsylvania asks a Housewife which candidate she intends to vote for. She yells to her husband to find out. He's back there, and she yells to her husband. From the interior of the house, he calls and and says, hey, honey, who are we voting for? I don't know why she had to ask him. Everyone has their own vote. We're still a patriarchy that we need to extricate. But anyhow, uh, from the interior of the house, he calls back. We are voting for the nigger. At which point the housewife turns to the canvasser and calmly repeats her husband's declaration. So the person is racist. We know that. But for his own economy, his personal economy dictated that he vote, in his opinion, based on the good work that the canvassers and the the Obama machine was doing as far as what they're going to do for the working class, the middle class, the poor. They felt their economy would get better. So they were willing to vote for that person that they're so racist against, that they so despise. Folks, if we are smart as progressives, we would realize that distinction. We're not looking for people to love us. We're not looking for people to adore us. We're not looking for friend, new friends, although good new friends would be a good thing, but not necessarily so. We're not looking to go out to dinner with somebody. What we want is people to vote for people who would make the country better by providing the resources that are needed to not transfer the wealth of the middle class to the rich, but to make sure that the, the middle class keeps, their own wealth, but not only keep their own wealth, because I go further, I want to take back what was stolen from us, and there are legitimate ways that we can pass laws to do just that. That's for another subject. Anyhow, moreover, the above indicates, meaning the story I just told, indicates the fluidity of bases, meaning political bases. In other words, activating our base is not the issue. Activating those who vote to vote for our cause is what must be done. Again, repeating, activating those who vote, again, activating those people that go out there and vote to vote for our cause is what is most important. Obama did that for himself, but it was never done for the Democratic Party. That is a very important distinction. He did that for himself, but that was never materially exported to the entire party. And because it was never exported to the party, the party was decimated. After we got the big wins in 2006, in 2008, the Democratic Party throughout the state, Every, the state legislatures, the counties, they were decimated. We no longer have a real bench. That is where you come in. That is why you share these types of videos. That is why you share these stories. Because it's not gonna be the establishment Democrats that, that's gonna build us back up. They've done nothing. Right here in, in our own county, we have problems seeing these people engage in communities that are building. I am in Texas 02 with Ted Poe. This, this district is changing. This district is becoming very very Latino in many areas. Do you see the Democratic Party saying, this is what we have to offer, this is what they have to offer. These are the things that we're going to do to make your life better? No, they just stick with base elections and those voter rolls, which what I've always spoken about is expanded those voter rolls. Anyhow, continuing. Link further writes, this is a guy from Daily Coast now. He further writes, issues are really great. Issues are really great For ideas for America on the platform of candidates and and the platform of candidates matters and and let me repeat that issues are are really great ideas for America on the platforms of candidate matters nada at this point in other words he is claiming that no issues don't matter planks don't matter all that sort of stuff don't matter since at least Reagan every election in this country has been a base election the only people that don't realize this are members of the democratic party establishment and base throw every damn thing we possibly can at them until they are demoralized confused and put out that they become hopeless all while invigorating our own base and its sympathizers with one battles you will never get the gop base that put trump in office to think about the issues until they have been defeated literally never i suggest we cut out the hang rigging about who's running on single payer or whatever current fantasy we might have. These are already in our platform. It's a beautiful platform, the most beautiful, but those issues are not going to defeat the literal evil that now occupies the White House, nor it will defeat the morally bankrupt GOP establishment that is currently enabling. This is a link from Daily Coast still saying this. Trump not going anywhere unless he is destroyed. no sounds serious well it is Ethan is we must destroy him and use whatever tool weapon or tactic of the movement we can make sure he is taken down without hate do you want a demoralized defeated gop base for the 2018 election then cut off its gd head that is coming from link at daily coast i'm sorry i understand the sentiment but it does not work effectively in fact I believe the 40-year decline of the middle class is because we've been playing these games for too damn long. Both sides keep Americans stupid. Real democracy requires an educated populace. Otherwise, a benevolent dictatorship is best. And I'm not kidding about that, folks. If you don't have an intelligent electorate, a benevolent dictatorship is a lot better. Because if you have a good dictator who can do the thinking and knows what's best, it is better than a dumb populists who just listen to sound bites and get things done. Think about that, and I want you to think about that deeply. Benevolent dictator versus a democracy filled of uneducated people. We can work as a democracy because we are fairly educated. Other countries cannot be democracies because a democracy will not work because people will work on issues of immediacy, issues of immediacy. Now, it takes time and investment to educate, and that's what I try to tell these folks who want to take these types of modals. It takes time and investment to educate. When one has a plutocracy, an oligarchy that controls an entire party, the Republicans and portion of one establishment Democrat, then education is the last thing either party establishment wants. They are willing to entertain battles between narrow rails, That's why we got Obamacare. The clearest example is the Obamacare fight where establishment Democrats never actually considered single-payer or even the public option. The the solution is simple but time-consuming. It can be done. The reality is right-wing Republicans are doing it. They're doing it. That's why they win, even though they're a minority and people vote against their own interests. But they're doing the things on the side that needs to be done. How do I know I'm not just saying this? I see it. In my little area, my little area here, I watch this occur on a daily a weekly basis. These people are always engaged. Anyhow, the simple solution is time consuming. It can be done. The reality is right wing Republicans are doing it. It is the only way their base continue to vote against their interests. Right wing leaders are not are at, at, at every county fair. You find them at the county fair. Community meetings and churches, civic gatherings, etc. they're everywhere. They make their presence known everywhere. We show up when it's time to vote. We show up when we have a pet project that we want to get out there. But otherwise, progressives, nowhere to be found. Look, that is the truth. In my very red town, where we worked our school board elections and lost because of that dynamic, I saw it in action. We have to engage and let folks know us before we necessarily engage in a political discussion, dissing all of their false beliefs. We have to get them to know us. Remember, I said it, was, it wasn't easy, it's time consuming, you're going to get insults, all that kind of is true. But if you really want to move forward, you got to build. You got to build on a rock. You don't build on a soundbite that's going to last one election cycle because the same way we won in 2006 and 2008, we lost it all in 2010. You know why? The foundation was not there, built. The foundation was not there and built. Anyhow, we have to engage and let folks know us before we necessarily engage them in political discussion this and all of their false beliefs. We have to establish relationships where we have the possibility to educate and also be educated ourselves. What do I mean by be educated ourselves? If we want to understand what makes these people tick, it is incumbent for us to under- be educated on them. It is incumbent for us to be educated on what works with them, what they think how they think, and why they think. And guess what? Every now and then, within, their, within their, their ridiculous types of information, every now and then, there's something to be learned. I can tell you I've learned a few things in talking to them. I've modified certain things in, in, in the way that I approach these things by said learning. So don't, don't give it a bad side. Anyhow, look, folks, we have to temper our pride and self-righteousness, when I engage those folks, I worry less about their self-righteousness, their belief that they are right, and more in my ability to first to listen and turn the conversation in a manner that they answer their questions unexpectedly in a way that I would. That's the magic. That is the magic. The problem is it is so damn time-consuming, but when you get somebody to listen, when you get somebody to, even if they disagree with you, to trust you, when you get somebody to say, well, you know what? I am going to listen to him. You know, I have people, right-wing folks here in town. When they hear certain things, they'll give me a call up, they'll send me a Facebook message, they'll text me, or if they see me at Starbucks, hey, Bert, I want to talk to you about this issue here. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the right-wing here. What do you think? When you get people to that point, that is what I'm talking about. It's not going to happen today or tomorrow. But by God, we got to start working in this type of direction. We know the progressive values are the values that move people forward. We can document that the conservative methodology simply hurts people because we've been living under it since Reagan. None of these. He was so instrumental in changing the direction of this country that it's taken decades to extricate it. And because interim with changes, we keep electing a, a something to stall the gears, it's gonna take that much longer. Folks, again, it is, con- it is time consuming, but if you want a permanent progressive majority, it is less about bringing out our base and more about building our base. Folks, this is a call in show. The number for calling in, and I will get it to you right now. The number to call in is 646-929-2495. And I have my regular here. Let's go to John. Come on. John, you're appearing on two different lines. I don't know why. Come on in, John.
1: <laughs> Good afternoon, Agberta. How are you doing?
0: Good afternoon, my friend. Talk to me. I had a long entry today, but... After listening to the liberal um, redneck, he really got me going on because of some of the other stuff that I was reading at Daily Coast. And as you know, there's a war occurring at Daily Coast right now. I have to say that partially started by yours truly and others, but sort of whether we should engage, not engage, whether we should do this, whether we shouldn't do that. But anyway, come on with your point, my dear friend.
1: Okay, um, I actually think the the liberal redneck is. Is behind the times a little bit. He's saying Trump voters aren't aren't shifting. They are shifting. I mean, and this is this shift has happened in the last couple of months. Uh, Let me get a let me uh, read you a couple uh, points from the Monmouth poll that was released on Thursday. It says the the president's job rating currently stands at a negative, a net negative. Thirty nine percent approve. Fifty nine percent. Fifty three percent disapprove. This is uh, more evenly divided. Uh, two months ago at 43% approved, 46 disapprove. disapproved. Uh, Trump's rating has dropped slightly among residents of the nearly 2,500 counties that gave him a victory margin of 10 points or more. Uh, this is right now uh, – in March, rather, they had a 55% approval rating, 33% disapproval, which is a, a positive 22%. Uh, now, I mean – yeah, and, and, and uh today today it's only a ten percent. It's fifty one to fifty to forty one. It also dipped in the four hundred counties that he lost by ten or more points from thirty seven uh percent approval, fifty percent, fifty seven disapproval to twenty eight percent approval uh 64% disapproval so that's a drop from negative 24 these are the, the, the counties that Clinton won by, by more than 10 points at 36 uh, Trump's biggest decline came among residents of swing counties the 300 counties where the 2016 winning margin was in single digits dropping from uh, a negative, uh, uh, negative uh, 41% approval 46% disapproval to 54 to 34% uh, approval 50 54% disapproval in the current poll. So those are the most important counties and right. you know just 2 months ago he was only uh, a negative 5 now he's a negative 20. And so he says Trump has been losing support in the places that matters most. Uh, Patrick Murray, uh, director of the independent Monmouth University Polling Institute in Long in West Long Branch, New Jersey. While interviewing the poll on Saturday, the big news was the Comey firing. But by the time the poll wrapped, the headlines had moved to the reports of Trump casually sharing sensitive information with with Russian officials at the appointment of a special counsel. So, I mean, things are moving. I mean, I, I know that that poll came out uh, I don't know. About six weeks ago, or maybe even less than that, that said 96% of voters said right. that said that they would stick with Trump. Uh, but I mean, there's there's a lot of contradictory, and and the more recent uh, information is saying just the opposite that people are leaving him. And so, you know, I, I'm a little bit little bit skeptical. I think that that the, this slow erosion is happening. And so, uh, there, there's no doubt about it. And as as far as, and you also see it in the, the public polling policy poll that had matchups, uh, you know, president 2020 pre- presidential matchups uh, in a Bernie Sanders Trump matchup, which Bernie Sanders won by four, uh, 13 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump Trump voters, 15% of Trump voters said that they were going to vote for Bernie. And it's also that's very similar numbers uh, in the Biden Biden's actually beating him by 15 points and it's 14% mm-hmm. of Trump voters said that they'd vote for Biden in that matchup. And so, you know, I can give you other numbers too, but I think you get you get the idea. Right, 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 the idea right. is that I think that the liberal he's a little bit behind the times he's about a month to two months behind the times as far as the polling is concerned. They are slowly, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm still sad that he's still around 40%. I mean, he, I think he should be, you know, in the, in the 20, the the twenties right now, you know, but I mean, or even lower than that, you know, but uh, you know, I, I just think that he, there's just no doubt that he's losing He's losing, in, in, in his core supporters, he's losing, in his casual supporters, he's losing, and even among you know the the counties that Clinton won. I mean, right. the most important is the obviously the swing counties. Those swing counties are the most important because I mean those those other counties, you know, Trump's still going to win. And and Clinton's still going to win in, in the the big cities, and, and Trump's going to win in the in the the rural areas. But I mean, those mm-hmm. margins are even going down. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that he's a little bit behind the times. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's so that's my opinion on that.
0: i what what I want to add to that is that yeah, those numbers. By the way, I didn't, I, I hadn't looked at the polls that you, the one that came out, the Montmore poll that you said came out on Thursday. Uh, that yeah. is, that is a very, what should I say? That is a, a it's good to hear that uh, because you know, you kind of wonder how static this guy's poll is, but that doesn't go against what, what I'm trying to say as far as progressives are concerned. We don't leave, we don't want to leave anybody off the table at all. We want to engage with everybody and and let them know exactly what we stand for, exactly what we intend to do going forward. Now there's a new subject that I want to bring up. And by the way, folks, I've added the telephone number to the um to the to the top. So again, that number is uh why can't I just go ahead and always know what my number is? It's the same number every week. Why can't I remember the number? You know? Anyhow, it is six four six Uh, 929-2495. Again, that number is 646-929-2495. Don't be scared to speak because that's what we are here. We are what I call community radio. Community. Well, not, we're also on Facebook live. So that is community. I don't know if we'd call that TV or what, but give us a call. 646-929-2495. Say your piece. America wants to hear your piece. And uh, I, I really think they do. Now, um, you remember uh, several times I mentioned that uh, one of the issues that we have is that um, as we were very much concerned about Russia, notice no part of this discussion so far, and then we are now 43 minutes into the show, did I bring up Russia, as important as it is, not taken about Russia, but I wanted to bring this notion out here. But there's another issue, because this was actually brought out on MSNBC last night, and I was actually impressed with what they had to say, which is, while, you know, we've had written, written uh, reporters write about this, what has happened while we were uh, talking about Russia, what has happened while we were not paying attention. Well, yesterday, I think Politico covered the, uh, uh, that, that Trump is seriously thinking about blowing up uh, the, the Obamacare. And uh, it was actually it was finally called and covered on uh, MSNBC in a more profound way than just a line, where they continue to say uh, there are a lot of ways this guy can really mess up the healthcare law, and it seems like he may be willing to do so. While we talk about uh, Russia, we have to put healthcare on the on the front burner, and I think we discussed some of that on that on Thursday on my show on KPFT 90.1 FM in Houston. You want to add to that, uh, um, John? Yeah, the the article is
1: called uh, Trump Tells Advisors He Wants to End Key Ab- Obamacare Subsidies. And this also goes to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to a, a protest that, that I did before the holidays in December, the first uh, protest uh, about the ACA here in San Antonio and the person who was organizing it was saying you know well we don't at least we don't have to worry about next year and i said i think you do have to worry about next year and so essentially uh, what trump is it, trump has already done this and i think i already said this on on your shows also is that he he made threats to not pay the subsidies you know right. that the government pays uh, for he he threatened it in in April for not doing it in April but he didn't follow through on in April now he's threatening it for May and just not to continue to have subsidies so i mean if you're uh you know a working class person and a, a vast majority of people are getting subsidies that are in the ACA Trump is basically saying you know we may not pay this and exactly. uh yeah, and so it's just – it's it's really unbelievable. Let me read a, a little bit. It says, Trump told aides and, – and this is from the political article on Tuesday's Oval Office meeting – that he wants to end the payments to insurers because he didn't gain anything by continuing them, according to his senior White House advisors. Why the hell would we, he, he asked, about continuing the payments, according to the advisors – Trump added that if Congress wants the subsidies, lawmakers c- could find a way to pay for them. The advisor said, and and essentially, you know, there was a lawsuit that the House put in, in, in two, uh, last year that mm-hmm. that basically said, you know, that that they didn't approve the money that since they have the you know the House and the Senate right. that, that, that the continue right the C the CRs that were passed and the bills didn't include. Money. And so, what the Obama administration did was say, we're going to take money from, from uh, other general revenues to pay this. And there was a lawsuit about it. And the Republicans won that lawsuit. They said that, that right. it, it
0: was also, in a. a court. It was, that was in a district court. Right. Right.
1: And so, there was a stay on the ruling. So, the payments have been being made. And, and in fact, on Monday, uh, Trump is going to have to make a decision. Trump, uh, on Monday, the, the the Trump administration has to inform the U.S. Uh, Court of Appeals in the District of Columbia how it wants to resolve a lawsuit that the House Republicans brought against the uh, Obama administration, saying the White House is making payments without congressional approval. Uh, the White House and the House could also ask for a 90-day a hold on the case. Uh, so, I mean, you know, the bottom line is, you know, the the the, the point that Trump was make, making, saying why the hell should we? Why the hell should we? Because these people need it. These people exactly. need help with their health care. And this is life or death for many people. And he's he's saying, well, it doesn't benefit me uh, politically. Why should we do this? Because this is life but, and death for people.
0: But it, 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 is, it is so ironic that he says it doesn't benefit, or he believes it doesn't benefit him politically because it does. You see, remember what, you remember remember earlier in the conversation where I said that and it is so important to have a democracy that requires an educated populace. Here is the deal. A lot of these people think they're on the Affordable Care Act. They're not on Obamacare. A lot of these people think they're in some sort of a health care given to them by their Republican protégés in, in their legislators or whatever. They don't realize that what they're on is Obamacare. Once that check stops flowing, and they're, they, and they're made aware that it stops flowing because, Donald Trump killed Obamacare. That will be uh, that will make them change quite a bit of the way they think. Some won't, but many will.
1: I mean, this is this is political suicide. I mean, it's a shame that you know it's just terrible that it's going to hurt so many people if he actually you know, goes through with this. I mean, I thought that, that, like, you know, having the markets being in chaos, you know, in in 2018 and all the, you know, counties without without any ACA choices – or you know having these incredible rate increases that that the insurance companies are going to charge that would be bad enough but to actually cut the subsidies in the middle of this year you know when he's embroiled in all these scandals i mean this is just insane he is just so insane i just cannot believe it you know that he would do something that is so you know i mean at least know you know what what is gonna benefit you politically. I mean Nixon, you know, as bad as he was, you know, he knew he would say something like, We're all Keynesians now and when Milton Friedman came to him with all these Yeah, with all these crazy ideas like, you know, that that Reagan ev- eventually, you know, enforced all the whole trickle down economics. He said, Yeah, I like that. That sounds good but you know, the truth is if I did that, I would lose the next election and, you know, the the public wouldn't go for it. And so, you know, at least he had the political sense. Trump is so stupid, you know, and so out of touch and so mentally deranged that he doesn't even care. He doesn't, he doesn't know. He can't even keep track of his own lies, you know, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Well, let me go ahead and uh, start uh, going through some of the messages here on, um, on uh, facebook live make sure we have um, uh, dana matissa who says your enemies always get strong on what you leave behind don corleone uh teresa wells morgan i believe that some of his supporters have buyer's remorse but they sure hate admitting it that's true uh let's see what else we have um uh, catherine when we were speaking about education she said Absolutely agreed that we need to have an educational, uh, education, uh, educated populace for a democracy. So she says, absolutely, education, education, education. Crystal Shannon says, what I can't understand is how people can still be apathetic about what is happening in politics. Blows my mind. And that, uh, that Crystal, is the work that we have to do. The reason they are apathetic is they still believe that there's just nothing that they can do. That is their core belief. They truly believe that their lives don't matter, their lives don't matter, that they don't have any ability to make changes. Jim Nestor says, what, do you have to lose active efforts that were led by Obama and his attorney general to address the racist criminal justice and prison industrial complex. support the millions benefiting from Obamacare, especially the poor who got meds, uh, who got meds, sessions, reversal of tamping down laws. I get your point, um, we also have Heather on One Wansan, who said, disagree about Bernie. Sure, it's, uh, it's politics, but also believe in, in it's real with him. Um, my, my statement about Bernie wasn't to disparage Bernie when I said Bernie don't care about you or Hillary doesn't care about you or none of these guys care about you. It was a philosophical statement. There are millions of Americans. He doesn't know much about any single one American. All, all we care about these guys is policy. So... It's not about a love thing. Yes, you get a hug and he likes you as a person, as a human being, but that is as far as we go. We can't have that undying love for any politician because, again, we are just a commodity. Uh, I, was, <clears throat> I was beginning to think this was obvious to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, now we have Don Marie McCarthy. sounds like reflection to me. Don't put words or thoughts in my fabulous conservative Republican mind. Well, I would like to definitely have discourse with your fabulous Republican mind, my friend. Okay, uh, let's see. Teresa Morgan again said, um, I've done that, Mark. I've even agreed with some of their points. So we had a <clears throat> discussion there on uh, Facebook Live. Now, folks, I just want, before we get back to John and ask John for a close statement, I just want to make a few other statements here. <clears throat> we are in trying times right now. Uh, we are in difficult times right now, but we are not in desperate times right now. Um, the, one of the chaos management, or rather, chaos politics is intent on making you feel all frazzled. And just like one of our uh, listeners just mentioned that uh, how can people still be apathetic? They are still apathetic because of chaos politics. Chaos politics put them in that situation. Where they feel they don't matter, that no matter what they do, nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. And that is what we have to get away from. And that is what your job is, our job. That's why we share these videos. To tell people, no, first of all, you are worthy. Secondly, no one is more worthy than you are, whether they are billionaires or not. Because nobody became billionaires without you. Nobody became wealthy people without you. It is all a community, whether some folks want to admit it or not. Those people that were able to play the system in such a manner that they were able to get the vast majority of the aggregate demand, that was because of a, 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 what I call, I've always called it, an aberration within our capitalist system. It's an aberration within our capitalist system that allows for some method for people to accumulate undue wealth. Is Bill Gates a billionaire? Yes, is Bill Gates worth the 80 or so or whatever amount of billion dollars he has? Absolutely not. Nobody, uh, When all the, all the capital appreciation that has given him the wealth that he has, it's from the labor and wherewithal from every American and all the people around the world who eventually migrated towards one person. It is so important. For people to understand this concept, the power manifesto was there to tell you that somehow the way our capitalist structure works, the way that it, 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 in fact they define capitalism as the efficient, re, the, the efficient distribution of resources, the, the, or rather the, the, the efficient allocation of resources. It's a lie. It's a lie. Okay, that's not what it's all about at all. Hola Kelly Villalobos, um, Panameño también. Anyhow, it is important for us to realize, firstly, that the system was not designed for us. The system was man-made to keep a particular sect in power. And that's it. And everything else is ancillary. Now, we're coming to the close of the show, and I'd like to give the only caller we had today. We had, so far, we've had over uh, 11,000 viewers, but, interesting enough, only one caller. Does that make any sense? I would lo- I'd love to hear from more of you on the phone as well, but having your voice, having your view here on, on Facebook Live as well is welcome. I ask that you share these videos, that you get it out there. Don, give me a closing statement, John.
1: All right. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that on Thursday, uh, the Montana election uh, for the House representative uh, is going to happen. And Rob Quist, who is a Our Revolution candidate, who is supported by Bernie Sanders. And Bernie's there today and tomorrow. They've already had – they they originally scheduled to have him uh, speak in a 1,300 – you know, capacity building. They had to move it up to a 7,500 uh, capacity building because he sold it out, just like he's done before. So this is really, I mean, I, the Ossoff race is really important, but the Quist race, you know, is a personally, you know, moves me even more because it's a Bernie Sanders candidate, our revolution. He has a lot of Bernie's ideas. I really support him. And, you know, in the internal polling – the internal polling says that it's really close. Also, one thing about uh, there's a there's a, uh, actual website called Sabotage Watch that we mm-hmm. talks about what we've been doing on the center and budget and uh, politics priorities, and it goes through all the sab every all the sabotage that's that's happened. And so I would recommend that website, and you can actually just put in the Google Sabotage Watch, and you'll it's the first one that'll take you there. Excellent. So that'll Thank- keep track of all the sabotage.
0: Thank you so kindly, John. Is that your closer? That's it. All right. Well, good show. I stuff. definitely enjoyed it. Um, Thank you very much, my friend. Thank you very much. And to all our listeners out here, I really appreciate you spending the time with me today. I hope you got something out of what we discussed. I hope we got something out of what John had to say. John is one of our regular callers, very enlightened. Um, I would like for you to remember to share these shows because we are not just uh, talking about what you'd hear on the establishment foes. And let's say what, whether, whether it's MSNBC, CNN, Fox, or whatever, We we want to get you covered with real information, but not only do we want to get you covered with real information, we want to hear your voice. And we really mean that we have to get a feel of where the community really think it is so that we can, we can tailor message based on how you tell us the community is reacting, your own social sphere, your own social media, what are they talking about? Because all of us have our, yes, intersecting frame of references, but also our frame of reference or our social sphere that is different from everybody else, and that is what we put together. So folks, uh, thank you so kindly for having spent this hour with me. Thank you so kindly for sharing the video. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. I'll see you on Thursday at KPFT 90.1 FM. You guys have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful rest of Saturday. Bye-bye.